Hi, everyone. In this episode, we're going to be doing something really, really exciting. I have Adam Panisi on with me from AdPen. I did a video or an episode with him a month or two ago. Today, we'll be taking you guys through his first ever development deal, the deal where he put in no money of his own. I know it's hard to believe, but it's true. No money of his own, bought a $1.1 million site, sold it for $3 million using vendor finance. He's going to explain what vendor finance means. And a couple of videos ago, I talked about five strategies where you guys can make money. Vendor finance was one, and you guys wanted to know so much more about that. So that's why I've got Adam on. Again, he turned over $200,000 clear profit in two years using no, not a cent of his own money using this deal. He built five townhouses. So today he'll be sharing his screen. We've got Adam here, um, as you can see. And I would just really be picking his brain so that if you don't want to wait five years, if you don't want to wait 15 years, 20 years for financial independence, whatever that means for you, then these kinds of development deals, more active strategies can kind of really accelerate your progress and building passive income and also building wealth. And at the end, I haven't told Adam this yet, but at the end, um, Adam's going to give you three pieces of like really gold nuggets, things that you guys can take home in your pocket, you know, and really marinate over, chew over so that you can actually start this journey for yourself. Do you want to achieve wealth and passive income through property investing? PK Gupta, host of Oz Property Investment Mastery, will help you achieve passive income by buying top 5% growth and positive cash flow property and building a portfolio using data without you wasting months of time doing research, spending weekends at inspections, or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents each time. So if you are confused and overwhelmed by the amount of contradictory information available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. Imagine that I and we know nothing. You please start from the start. How did you make all this money? <laughs> yeah, so this this was my very first deal that I did. Uh, it was in late 2010, and as you mentioned, I did it using a strategy that somebody showed me uh, just a few months prior to actually doing this deal, and that was vendor finance. So I'll run you through exactly what I did to put this deal together. And it really wasn't anything special. Uh, the biggest probably takeaway is that somebody told me you could do vendor finance. And the funny part was I actually believed them and I did a deal like this. So this is, these are the properties that I bought, two houses side by side. They're in a suburb called Morningside, uh, five kilometers east of Brisbane CBD. Two houses side by side, and we ended up building uh, another three townhouses at the back of these. So this is where I started and it goes to the next one. Uh, this is sort of where I am at now, fast forward 11 years. So over a couple of hundred million dollars worth of property development deals that we partner up with people, vendor finance and a number of different other strategies that really my mentors and coaches showed me along the way and I just kept doing it because they said it was possible. So um, it, it obviously was, if it's true uh, for somebody else, it must be true for you in this world. So the very first deal I did, like I said, I bought it for 1.1, the end value was 3 million. It started off as two houses, it ended up being five. So just a little bit on the deal itself. And then I'll tell you how I did this particular strategy with purchasing with no money. So it was two houses, as you saw from the front, this is a bird's eye view showing the position of the houses on the lots. 
So one particular thing that was special about these houses were that they had rear access. So they're in Brisbane City Council, rear access from uh, behind, so a laneway, and they went from the two houses into five. So we created three at the rear of the property. I bought this site with approval in place already. So the vendor had actually already gotten the approval. So what was funny about this was that it was advertised at 1.3 at the time. So it was late 2010, property market was pretty slow at the time and the asking price was a bit on the high side. So it was nothing unusual. It was on the market. It had been sitting around on the market at 1.3. Nobody bought it, so it was overpriced. So I saw an opportunity and I knew that it was feasible pretty close to the asking price. So feasible meaning that there was enough development margin to make this whole deal worthwhile doing. So it was feasible at 1.1 million and that's what I ended up buying it for. Uh, so how I actually put the deal together. So the lady on the left is a mock-up of the real estate agent. So what I did was I did nothing out of the ordinary. I phoned this real estate agent and she was one of many real estate agents I was talking to at the time. Um, I was told all you got to do is just find a real estate agent, get the real estate agent to introduce you to the vendor and ask the vendor to give you a few hundred grand or let, let him or ask him to let you buy the property uh, using no money. So in a roundabout way, uh, that's basically what I was doing. So I literally call properties from $1 million to $5 million. And just keep in mind, I was 22 at the time, um, just finished university six months prior, and I was out there gung-ho. And the funny part is that people now, when you, when you say, oh, you can do property with none of your own money, they don't believe you, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of, now I know what's possible. It's like, well, no, 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 that's actually true. And it's true because not only have I seen other people do it, um, but I've personally done it myself numerous times. So the lady on the left is a real estate agent. Uh, and what I asked her to do is introduce me to the vendor. So what do most real estate agents do when you ask them, to, when you ask if you can be introduced to the vendor, they tell you to go away. <laughs> So my, I have this saying, or I heard this saying, if you don't ask, if you haven't asked five times, you haven't asked. So I just kept her um, hassling her. And finally she introduced me to the vendor. She thought this guy's a little bit interesting. <laughs> uh, I still know this real estate agent today. Uh, so we still have a bit of a laugh about the first deal that I did. So she introduced me to the vendor um, and made the first introduction from the first intro, what I did is I, I pitched to the vendor and I basically said, well, instead of me giving you, um, and I think I, I lowballed it, right? I think I said like, you know, this property's only worth 900, maybe 950, um, and I'll buy it off you today for 950. And of course, he's asking 1.3, he's gonna say, well, you know, go away, bugger off. <laughs> I'm not gonna sell it to you for 950. So I said, or, I know the project's feasible at 1.1. Here's all the here's all the research I've done, and why don't we do it together? I'll give you 1.1 and a split of the profits, um, and you stay until the end. So instead of me giving you 1.1 upfront, I'll give you 800, uh, and that's actually what happened. So I, he got 800 on settlement. He left a few hundred thousand in on the deal. 
and then he got that few hundred thousand plus a portion of the profit at the end, so a couple of years later. So when you when you pitch it in such a way where it's say 950 versus 1.1 plus some, um, then people start to get excited um, and not just about the money, although that's a pretty um, significant consideration. It's actually about him seeing the project, the project through because he got the approval on it and he had spent a couple of years not only just buying two houses side by side, but then also lodging the approvals. So he wanted to be part um, of the overall development. And the funny part is I actually still have contact with the real estate agent and I'm still quite good friends with the original vendor who, who I introduced. Him and I got on really well and we catch up sort of every six months That's awesome. uh, when he's in town. So yeah, it was a really great relationship, worked out really well. And yeah, so the vendor is this younger looking guy. He doesn't exactly look like that, but he'll probably like me putting that photo up. <laughs> Um, and then it was a pretty the big thing for him to take a um, take a punt on a 22 year old like you were a civil engineer so you had some I guess background but yes. not super relevant I guess not so much experience by then and and I think before Adam you were saying as well that you're working like what 70 80 90 hours a week and you were just doing this on the side so um, like he kind of took a was it a gamble on you or like what <laughs> how would you describe it <laughs> uh in hindsight, yeah, it might have been a little bit of a gamble. Um, I like to think of it that it was, I mean, when you're 22, uh, you're pretty gung-ho. I did everything I, I could to, one, secure the deal, but then after I secured it, um, obviously I, I didn't want to let this guy down. Mm. And I made sure that I learned fast, very fast, on how to get this thing done and completed. And I was lucky enough that I did have other mentors in the background that helped me through this and, and not just mentors, I basically did every course I could get my hands on <laughs> to teach me how to do property development. So yes, it, it helped being an engineer uh, in terms of the technicality side of it, but really that's only such a small segment of the overall development process. So I really was taught the development process and then implemented that um, along the way. So the couple on the right is uh, representative of another party that I brought to the table. So the vendor provided me with a few hundred thousand basically to settle the site um, and start works. And those works included renovating the existing houses. So we staged this. So we did the renovation first, split off the titles, and then went on through the construction of the townhouses. So to get the whole deal financed, it was bank finance, uh, which was the cheapest money or is the cheapest money you can get. Um, I, I introduced another party and they became an investment party to the whole deal as well. So they came in and uh, I shared some of the profit with them as well. So, so there were multiple parties involved through the development. Um, all parties did much better than what they would have if they had have just sold it. Um, up front, the agent got paid her commission. Um, she was pretty happy. She thought this deal was a bit interesting. Nobody else had pitched this deal uh, to her before. So she was actually really uh, grateful, I, I suppose, that, that she did introduce the vendor and myself. And even now, she's um, when I catch up with her every so often, she asks about you know, how we're going. And, and she thinks it's great that this all eventuated really well. So I, I suppose it's, 
um, just having belief and and picking a good deal because there is there is an an amount of due diligence that's needed. Yeah. Just being able to do that due diligence upfront to make sure that you can honor what you what you say you can do. Um, and the deal stacks. If the deal's crap, there's no point in getting vendor finance and doing it um, if it's not a good deal, right? You've got to be able to, to give people a share of the profit and make sure that there's going to be profit. So that's really uh, how I put the deal together. And then that's the three townhouses at the back, three level townhouses. They overlook uh, a little bit of the river, um, mostly over the, the eastern suburbs of Brisbane. Yeah, amazing. That's did that give you an insight? Did you have any questions or anything that I said that didn't quite make sense or anything you want to know more about? I think the key question that I want to ask, Adam, is um, you know, like most people who are going to be listening to this, watching this, they're either going to be sort of in their 20s, young and ambitious, a bit like what you were when you did this deal, or they're going to be you know, at a more mature stage in their life, maybe in their 30s, maybe even in their 40s, husband, wife, maybe a couple of young kids, maybe both the husband and wife are working. But, you know, normally when you reach your 30s or your early 40s, you kind of get to this point where it's like, well, you know, I do maybe enjoy my job, but I don't really want to be doing this for the next, I don't know, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. I want to create a bit of an escape plan now, buy and hold property investment will get you there, but development fast tracks that. But how much time does it take? Like, I know that you're actually working a full-time job while you were doing this project, but if you could, you know, kind of seems a little bit salesy and scammy, you know, when people say, oh, no money down, make all this profit. But if you could just break it down for us, I know it requires a lot of focus, but how much time did you actually devote to this i don't know on a weekly basis or on a daily basis is this something that people could do as a kind of a side hustle or you know like an hour uh, a day on the side you know alongside kind of kids and stuff or do you need to just quit your job and do this yeah that's a great question uh i mean i was working 60 to 80 plus hours a week when i did this project and for the most of the time it was remote. So I had to work out how to get this thing built um, basically from a different location in Australia. And now um, that, I'm, that we're managing multiple projects, most of the management isn't actually on site. So you don't actually have to be on site. You can leverage your time. So one great thing about property development, and you'll probably see a, a lot of property developers we don't really have that many staff. Um, so there's a, a huge amount of leverage. So one person can take on multiple projects at any one time and literally have no staff, so like zero people. Um, it's all outsourced, so it's highly leveraged. I was working in a full-time job and managing this. At a guess, I would say some weeks I would spend maybe 20 hours tops, um, but that would be a very busy week down to some weeks, there may not be any time that I spent on this project. So it just, it just fluctuated depending on what was happening. And really most of my spare time, I didn't just spend doing this project. There was also, I was also getting educated, doing other things as well. Um, so looking for new projects, doing other projects, 
um, and still working remotely 80 hours a week. Yeah. Maybe on average, uh, maybe between five to 10 hours a week over the, over the course of a couple of years, maybe even less than that, possibly. I don't want to sound like it was <laughs> no effort and no time yeah. um, because it, it isn't. Um, there is some, some time devoted to, to getting a project like this out of the ground. Uh, but yeah, it's in comparison to other professions, it's extremely minimal and highly, it's highly leveraged with your time. The last thing I want to, I want to ask you, Adam, um, if, if you've got time to think about it in the last 20 minutes is like, you know, for someone who's brand new, um, maybe they have one or two just buy and hold properties, but they really want to speed up their progress. Um, you know, like what is the, um, top three, whether it's big or small, strategic or tactical, like what are the three pieces of advice that you can give? Um, you know, because you're more experienced than the rest of us. Uh, three pieces of advice to get into property development. Yep. Uh, I'd probably say just number one, just get educated, get around people that are doing it. Uh, number two, keep an open mind. Anything's possible. Um, and if you hear something that sounds too good to be true, um, sometimes it is, but then in property development, a lot of those general property investing rules go out the door, out the window. Um, and then number three, before you do anything, um, just have a look around at what other developers are doing. Um, so most of, uh, most of the information is available online for most councils now. So you can actually download examples of other property developers. And if, you, if you're brand new, just look at small stuff, one into two, even just run some numbers on building a single house. Um, a single house in essence is a, is a property development. So just to recap, one, one, get educated, two, keep an open mind, and then three, start to look for examples of smaller property developments. And I think that's probably a, a good start um, I wouldn't say go out and buy your very first development without, without knowing anything. Um, I've seen a lot of people get into trouble um, doing that and not getting their numbers right. So, yeah, just, just get started and just, just start educating yourself around that space. And, yeah. and maybe compare people as well. One person might be saying this, another person might be saying something that's completely different. Um, the hard part, I think, at the moment is with the internet and with people out there is it's what to believe. <laughs> There's just so many different strategies and things. And um, it's really about, well, who, who do you believe and what's true and what's not? Um, so hopefully that hasn't confused the <laughs> No, no, I don't think so. The question more so. There, I mean, there's a lot of information out there. That's that's the problem. Like you said, it kind of overwhelms people. It makes them confused, makes them like, you know, just go around in circles. So I, I completely agree. You know, even when you listen or, or watch a video like this and you might be skeptical, like, you know, how is it that a 22 year old can make 200K on the side with none of his own money? You know, it just seems like one of those things that are, you know, just kind of scammy, but then interrogate, you know, ask questions. And then the more you ask questions, the more you start to see whether it's legit or not. And, you know, 101 people are trying to sell you something in Australia on real estate space. So you need to be able to 
learn enough at least to be able to ask the right questions to see whether it's too good to be true or whether it's actually true. Um, and especially property development, it seems very daunting. You know, if you're new to property, even buying a property interstate is like super daunting. You know, everyone's got a different opinion what to speak of property development. But maybe the last thing that I, my humble self, I'll at least leave people is, is not rocket science. Like in anything, you start with the first step. And as long as you get educated to, to learn what is step two, what is step two, three, and what are the different nuances below that, at the end of the day, it's a numbers game. We don't really care um, what it looks like at, at the end, as long as it can sell for a particular price. And if we reverse engineer it, there's enough margin. There was 200K in this deal. It took you two years to do it just on the side while you work. It's, uh, it sets you up. I mean, is this the deal that gave you the confidence to go on and do bigger and better stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right, Adam. Well, thank you. Um, thanks a lot for, for jumping on board again. And guys, everyone who's watching, like Adam really is busy. He's got, he does not exaggerating more than $200 million worth of projects um, going on. So we're really lucky to have him. So thank you for being with me. My name is PK and this is Adam. And always remember that the most important real estate is always between your two ears. Get educated, get educated, get educated. Knowledge is always power. Thanks, guys. Thanks, PK. Thanks, guys. Thank you.